When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode of Gators Breakdown is brought to you by MyBookie. Use promo code Gators on a deposit of $50 or more and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly to your MyBookie account. This episode of Gators Breakdown is also brought to you by Shark Coatings. Visit sharkfloorcoatings.com when you need professional floor coating services done right the first time. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC, bringing you the season regular season finale preview. Florida, Florida State, right here on Gators Breakdown. Last regular game of the season for the Gators going to Tallahassee on Friday night, Black Friday night, to take on the Seminoles of Florida State. So plenty to get into with this preview, of course. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching us on YouTube right now. Plenty, plenty of discussion. Plenty of preview uh, for these Florida State Seminoles right here. So hit that like button. Helps us out a good bit right here. Helps other Gator fans find Gators Breakdown on YouTube. Subscribe if you haven't done so yet. Also, if you want to keep the conversation going, you can head to Gators Breakdown Plus. Link is in the description. You can join there. A lot of discussion going on on that Discord. Football season. Game days are really good there. Really interactive there. Uh, So hopefully we can discuss a lot of good news there uh, on Friday night. But hey, if you want to keep that conversation going, heading into recruiting, heading into the offseason, Conversation stays right there on Gators Breakdown Plus. Extra episodes, live chats available as well on there. Lots of stuff going on at Gators Breakdown Plus. All right, let's get to it. Taking a look at these Florida State Seminoles. And before I start, man, you're going to take a look at a lot of these stats here. And it's going to look really good for Florida State. They can really dominate this game in a lot of ways. We just don't know what Florida team is going to show up. They've been a little more consistent. Yes, I know. We talked about it last episode. I've talked about it plenty. Yes, I know. They're playing in the ACC. Hey, they're doing what they're supposed to do. They have looked more consistent besides that middle three-game stretch 
uh, that we'll get into right here. Let's take a look at their schedule, what they have went through this year before the season finale here versus Florida for the Seminoles. Opened up the season with the Kane, 47-7 win, and then probably got our first glimpse of this might be a little bit different season for the Seminoles when they upset LSU in New Orleans on the first full week of college football. That Monday night, they beat the LSU Tigers 24-23. We all know who LSU has turned into since then. Ended up beating Florida later on in the year as well. A big win for Mike Norvell to get his third year going. 24-23 win versus LSU. Then on the road at Louisville, when a lot of people were picking FSU to lose that game, they win 35-31. Destroyed Boston College 44-14. And then come, all right, well, they're feeling good about themselves. And they should have after that start, given what Florida State has been through in recent history. But everybody knew, all right, what are they, they going to do? That three-game stretch of Wake Forest, NC State, and Clemson. Well, they lose three games in a row. Lose 31-21 to Wake Forest. Lose 19-17 to NC State. A game they probably should have won in some ways. And then clawed back and made it a six-point game within Clemson. Clemson wins that game 34-28. But since then, Florida State has been on a tear. Not the best competition, but once again, hey, neither was Vanderbilt for Florida last week. You win the games that are put in front of you. If you're better, you go out there and prove it, and that's what they've done, and they've done it in dominating fashion. 41-16 win over Georgia Tech. 45-3 over Miami. 38-3 over Syracuse. At Syracuse. And then last week, 49-17 Louisiana tacked on some garbage touchdowns toward the end of that game. 49-17, Seminoles over Louisiana. Billy Napier's former team last week. And Billy Napier, was uh, he was asked about that. Hey, look, they played Louisiana. Does that hurt, help you? And you go, hey, kinda, it's kind of both. You know, they, um, they have still some of the a lot of the coaches that were under Napier just run a lot of the same scheme system there. And with that, yeah, it could be some advantage, but Bill Napier said, hey, well, now they kind of got an inclination of what we want to do. So, you know, they kind of prepared, and look, they were probably able to prepare for Florida ahead of this a lot anyway by playing Louisiana. But a lot of similarities still between Billy Napier's former team and this Gator team as far as scheme, system, tendencies, all that stuff. And then 7.30 Friday night on ABC, Black Friday, Florida travels to Tallahassee. So Seminoles, those last four games there, four straight games of at least 25-point wins. Longest active streak in the nation and second longest by any team in 2022. They have an ACC best 30-point victories this season. Uh, ACC best five 30-point victories this season, which trails only Ohio State and Tennessee six among Power 5 programs. Five 30-point victories for the Seminoles this year. So 
Seminoles are one of two Power 5 teams with two 30-point wins on the road and one of only and one of only five Power 5 programs with three 30-point victories in conference play. So this is not a road game, not a conference game, but still let you know kind of what they were able to do this season in the ACC. During its current four-game winning streak, Florida State has outscored its opponents 173-39 to while outgaining them 1,956 yards to 903. 1,000-yard difference in the last four games. Seminoles are averaging 239 rushing yards and 250 passing yards per game while holding opponents to 104 rushing yards and 121 passing yards per game. Florida State has completed 70% of its passes and is 21-22 on red zone opportunities in this four-game stretch. They are on fire right now. And it starts that way. Over the last four games, Florida State has held its opponents and led its opponents 24-3 Georgia Tech, 31-3 Miami, 24-3 Syracuse, and 35-3 Louisiana at halftime. Last four games, 24-3, 31-3, 24-3, 35-3 going into halftime. They've turned it on since that three-game losing streak in the middle of the season. Pretty much doing what good teams do. So as I said here, you know, coming into this game, a market consistency hasn't necessarily been there for Florida. Thought we were getting it kind of similar to FSU here. You had some good wins. Texas A&M, South Carolina, Vanderbilt should have been, should have been one. It's not. It was almost very similar to what Florida State was doing here. Took a step back. We should be talking about Florida in a lot of similar ways here, but we're not. Part of that is to do, hey, look, let's just do a stat compare between the two. If you're watching the YouTube version, you can look at them right here. Follow along on the audio version if you can, but if you're looking at it, FSU with an advantage almost everywhere as far as stats go. Yes, different conferences. I know. We don't have to keep bringing it up. I know it will be brought up. That's why I got to keep saying it. I know people are, oh, well, well, just ACC. It is what it is. Total offense. FSU 16th in the country. Florida 33rd in the country. FSU 473.7 yards a game. Florida 439 and a half yards per game. Scoring offense, FSU 23rd in the country, Florida tied for 47th. FSU 35.4 points per game, Florida 31.2. Rushing offense, about equal. As far as national ranking goes, Florida State is 14th in the country, 217 yards a game. Florida is 15th in the country, one spot behind at 209.3. So 217 for FSU, 209 for Florida. Passing offense, FSU 41st in the country, Florida 67th. FSU passing 256.7 yards a game, Florida 230.2. Passing efficiency, B+. 
Big advantage there at FSU with Jordan Travis. 158.02, that's good for 15th in the country. 133.5, that's good for 72nd in the country for Florida. Touchdown interception ratio, big advantage FSU here as well. 19th in the country, 25 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. 78th for the Gators. Been better lately, of course. Had the garbage or unfortunate interception last week versus Vanderbilt. 15 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. That's good for 78th in the country for Florida. FSU was 19th there. Total defense, big, big, big advantage. Florida State, they're 11th in the country. Florida is 98th. FSU is giving up 293.4 yards a game. Florida, 408.5 yards per game. Scoring defense, FSU 13th in the country, Florida 77th. FSU only giving up 18 points a game, Florida 27.3. Rushing defense, now we know this one. FSU, nothing to write home about, so Florida's going to have to try and run the ball. But, I mean, okay, 52, ranked 52nd in the country is FSU, giving up 138 yards a game. Florida 92nd, giving up 171 and a half yards a game. Passing defense, this is the big advantage for Florida State. They are fourth in the country. They are a top five passing defense in the country. Only giving up 155.4 yards a game. Florida 86, giving up 236, basically 237 yards a game. Turnover margin, Gators have the advantage there. Plus seven, FSU's plus two. Partly because Florida's 21 takeaways, that's good for 13th in the country. FSU, 14, 7 less. Florida with 9 interceptions on the season. FSU, 7th. Sacks allowed. Gators won a game. That's good for 11th in the country. FSU tied for 37th, giving up about a sack and a half a game. And let's go toward the bottom here to finish this one up. Sacks per game. Florida State getting to the quarterback. They're tied for 13th in the country. Three sacks a game. They got 33 on the season. Florida, 19 sacks this year. Tied for 91st in the country. Tackles for a loss. Florida State, 6.4 a game. That's good for 41st. Florida, 5.5 a game. That's tied for 75th. So you look at that. You listen to that, yeah, Florida State. Statistical rankings, pretty much dominating in that fashion. And a lot of categories as well. The worst one being the rush, def- rush defense. Florida didn't run the ball well last week. You're going to have to this week. To keep it going, Florida State... To go along with Georgia and Ohio State are the only teams ranked in the top 10 in yards per play on offense and defense. So Florida State's in good company there. Florida State, Georgia, and Ohio State are the only teams ranked in the top 10 in yards per play on offense and defense. The Seminoles are ninth nationally with an average of 4.57 yards per play allowed and 10th with an average of 6.87 yards per play. FSU is one of six teams in the nation that ranks in the top 25 in total defense, scoring defense, total offense, and scoring offense. So total defense, scoring defense, 
total offense, scoring offense. One of six teams in the nation that rank in the top 25 in those categories. Seminoles are 11th in the country, allowing an average of 293.4 yards a game on defense, 13th with an average of 18 points allowed per game, 16th with 473.7 yards of total offense per game, and 23rd scoring on an average of 35.4 points per game. Tongue twister there. So to repeat those two, Florida State, Georgia, and Ohio State are the only teams ranked in the top 10 in yards per play on offense and defense. Florida State is one of six teams in the nation that ranks in the top 25 in total defense, scoring defense, total offense, scoring offense. They're playing well. They've taken advantage lately. That's where a lot of those stats come from. That last, that four-game stretch right here. No, I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you, but kind of have to just kind of show you what FSU's been able to do this year. Certainly wish we had some of those numbers. <laughs> Especially given Florida's first half of the schedule. That'd be, that'd be really good. It'd be really good. <sighs> but here we go. Plenty, plenty more to get into. We'll take a look at the FSU offense. Take a look at the FSU defense. But first, hey, it's, it's cash in and cash out with my bookie. Sports betting is intense enough. You shouldn't need to sweat your payouts. My bookie has a no-strings bonus that lets you cash in and cash out quick. Use promo code Gators on a deposit of $50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly to your MyBookie account. Using this bonus is simple. Bet your deposit amount once, and you're ready to cash out. It's no strings attached with MyBookie. Hammer this bonus on MyBookie so you can focus on what's important this time of year. Thanksgiving week, all the football, family, food, and securing that money bag, watching all these football games. Thursday, of course, NFL and college football. Friday, we got college football. Saturday, we got college football. Sunday, Monday, NFL. I mean, it's just everywhere coming up this week. You can bet on all these games at my bookie. With this cash in and cash out bonus at my bookie, the new deposit bonus. The minimum deposit amount is $50. The maximum, maximum bonus amount is $200. This bonus only has a one-time playthrough amount, so take advantage. It doesn't lock you in. That's a major pain. Major pain point for online gamblers. doesn't lock you in here, so that's good. One-time playthrough, though. So take advantage at MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. You know the goosebumps you get when Florida takes the field? Or when that 63-yard Hail Mary actually works? Or the thrill of a game-winning interception in the end zone? What a rush. You can experience that same rush every day at your home with Shark Coatings. We'll cover your old, ugly concrete with a beautiful industrial concrete coating and a warranty that lasts longer than most careers in professional football. So whether your garage floor is for parking, partying, or working out, 
shark coatings can transform it. And if your pool deck is starting to look like a bulldog, old, cracked, and smells like pee, shark coatings can transform that too. Shark coatings is easy to clean, stain resistant, and is 100% antibacterial and antimicrobial. We're easy on the eyes and on the maintenance. Gator Nation is worldwide, and shark coatings is based right in the heart of it. So whether you live in Brunswick, Georgia, or Live Oak, Florida, down to Ocala, over to New Smyrna Beach, or anywhere in between, contact us for a free estimate today. Learn more at sharkfloorcoatings.com. That's sharkfloorcoatings.com. All right, let's take a look at this FSU offense. Who to look out for if you haven't watched them much this year. Get you covered here on Gators Breakdown. Who to look out for? I'm trying to do this quick. I know it's a busy time of year. Hey, look, if you're traveling around for the Thanksgiving holidays, first of all, have a good Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for listening to Gators Breakdown, for all the interaction this year, all the discussion, all the views, all the listens. Hope you have a good Thanksgiving. Try and get you in and out of here with a quick preview of the Seminoles so you can get along your way there. Short week, game on Friday. So if you're listening on the way to Tallahassee, Got you covered right here on Gators Breakdown. So, Florida State, one of three teams in the country and the only team in the ACC averaging at least 250 yards of passing offense and at least 210 yards of rushing offense per game this season. Only team in the SEC, 250 passing, 210 rushing. One of three ACC teams averaging better than 250 yards of passing offense. The next closest rushing offense is North Carolina's at 163.8. Redshirt junior quarterback Jordan Travis leads the country with an 81.6 completion percentage and a 205.09 passer rating in November. Calendar turned, Jordan Travis turned it on. Five consecutive games with three or more touchdowns and one or fewer turnover. That is tied with USC's Caleb Williams for the longest active streak in the country via ESPN Stats and Info. Five consecutive games with three or more touchdowns and one or fewer turnovers. He's playing well. Among ACC quarterbacks, Travis is second in yards per attempt at 8.86. Average or uh, yards per completion at 13.58. And completion percentage 65.3. And third in passing efficiency, 161.2. Points responsible for 164. Passing touchdowns, 21. Passing yards, 2,526. And passing yards per game, 229.6. So among ACC quarterbacks. Third in a lot of the categories there. Third in passing efficiency, points responsible for, passing touchdowns, passing yards, passing yards per game. He has completed at least 60% of his passes in 12 of his last 15 games. Over the last three games, Travis has accounted for 11 touchdowns and thrown nine interceptions or nine incompletions. Let me rephrase that because it's a much better stat. <laughs> Over the last three games, 11 touchdowns and thrown nine incompletions. Only nine incompletions and 11 touchdowns. More touchdowns and incompletions in the last three games. First half at Syracuse, he was 17-18 passing, two touchdowns, completing the final 12 passes of the half. Most consecutive completions in his career, topping his 11 straight completions to start the Louisville game this year. 
going back 12 Seminoles call at least one pass against the yarn. So he is spreading the ball out or spreading the ball around. We'll get into that. On the ground, Travis is FSU's leading career rusher among quarterbacks. 1,601 yards, 22 touchdowns, 22 rushing touchdowns, ranked 11th in FSU history. Travis is one of nine active players with at least 5,000 passing yards and 1,600 rushing yards in college football. Going to the running game. With 251 rushing yards last week versus Louisiana, Florida State has rushed for over 200 yards in six consecutive games and seven times this season. Six consecutive, seven overall. The last time FSU had a longer 200-yard rushing streak was in 1987 when they did it in seven consecutive games. So seven overall games this year with 200 rushing yards. In its current streak, FSU has run for 206 yards against number 14 NC State and number 4 Clemson, who both entered the game top 20 in rushing defense. FSU ran for 206 yards against NC State and Clemson when both ranked in the top 20 in rushing defense. 246 yards against Georgia Tech, 229 yards against Miami, who allowed 113 and a half rush yards per game. And yeah, with the Miami one, of course, everybody's passing all over them. Uh, Syracuse was allowing 141 rush yards per game before Florida State ran for 230. Louisiana was 31st nationally with 123.3 rush yards per game allowed. FSU ran for 251. FSU had 164 yards in the first quarter rushing last week versus the Raging Cajuns. Three-headed monster, of course, for the Seminoles. Trey Benson, Trayshawn Ward, Lawrence Toafili. Oregon transfer Benson is third in the country, averaging 7.06 yards a carry. Third in the country there. He ran for over 100 yards and set a career high in three consecutive games after rushing for 163 on 18 carries at Syracuse. 9.1 yards a carry at Syracuse. So most rushing yards for Seminole in the ACC road game since Dalvin Cook ran for 225 at Syracuse in 2016. Cook was also the last player to rush for three consecutive 100-yard rushing yard games. Benson's 163 are the most for an ACC player on the road this season. 13 runs of 20 or more yards, the second most in the ACC, and tied for seventh in the country. His top performance this year came against Boston College when he scored three times. 93-yard kickoff return to open the game, so special teams coming into play there. And had a career-high 177 all-purpose yards, while Ward and Toafili also added rushing touchdowns. So, three-headed monster, they get all those guys involved, but... Ben Benson getting those big, big plays for the Seminoles. And they can spread the ball in the passing game, too. Florida State has had seven different players lead or co-lead the team in receiving yards this season after Ja'Kai Douglas caught three passes for 43 yards at Syracuse. Florida State has had 12 players catch at least one touchdown this year, tied for second most in the country. And the Arizona State transfer wide receiver Johnny Wilson leads the way for the Noles' big-bodied receiver 
You throw it near him, he catches it. He's second in the ACC, seventh nationally with 19.7 yards per reception. Big, big matchup to dial in on Friday night. How does Florida guard Johnny Wilson? He leads FSU with 33 catches, 649 yards, five receiving touchdowns. Earlier at Louisville, Wilson was named ACC Receiver of the Week after setting career highs with seven catches in that game, 149 yards, two touchdowns, both in the fourth quarter when FSU wins that game 35-31. Looking up front for Florida State, seven different linemen through 11 games have started. Demetri Emanuel, Dylan Gibbons started all 11. Maurice Smith has started 10. Robert Scott, Jr., 9. Justin Turrentine, 7. Darius Washington, 6. Bless Harris started the opener. Uh, those seven players, 164 career starts. And, hey, look, that, that, that group for Florida State has been much, a lot, much maligned in the last few years. They are playing much better up front on the offensive line this year. The rushing stats say it, given Jordan Travis. You know, not, not a whole lot of time. He makes some plays with his legs. He's a playmaker. You know, that kind of goes into – I mean, he's not a great traditional quarterback, but keeps plays alive in the passing game, hurts defenses with his legs, just – Keeps plays alive. Keeps plays, and he looks to throw. This can't be one of those games where Florida gets home and can't finish the play. Travis does a great job under pressure. He can do that. I still think you take your chances there. This doesn't mean Florida wins if they sell out and and stop FSU's run game, but it has to be the best, best path to a victory is just making Jordan Travis beat you. FSU would still have a good chance of winning this game even if you do put the game on his shoulders. But you can't allow FSU to run up and down the field with the running backs this game. It just can't happen. You have to make Jordan Travis beat you, and if he does, okay. But how hard is that going to be? How hard is it going to be to focus on stopping the run? Ventro Miller will be out the first half of this game, at least by the time I'm recording this. I know Florida's appealing. We'll see where that goes. I wouldn't expect it. You know, Florida's plan may be exactly that. Go focus on stopping that run game, but how effective can they be at doing it? Especially in the first half without Ventro Miller there. Derek Wingo going to be in there, probably getting a lot of playing time. Shamar James, Scooby Williams. Are those guys going to be able to step up there with Amari Bernie? I mean, of course, you, you look at Florida State and what they like to do. They'll try and test Florida's edge run defense, counters, outside runs. Doing a lot of what Vanderbilt probably did last week. Powell, you made me yelling that they need to make, finish their plays. Force runs back inside. You know, they got away last week from the do your job mentality. That can't happen versus a much better rushing attack. Much better. Florida's got to be ready up front. And, you know, you take your chances with Jordan Travis beating you. More than. Uh, he, he can. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying if Florida's going to win this game, that's going to more than likely be the path. Florida's defense better be ready for the start of the game and to start the second half. Florida State has scored on 16 of 22 first drives of a half this season. Starting the game and the first drives of the first of the third quarter. 16 of 22 drives they've scored on this season. 15 touchdowns on those 16 scoring drives. So when they, 
when they score, they're scoring touchdowns on those opening drives of halves. A total of 106 points. Lead the ACC in second the country with a 68.2% touchdown rate on opening drives of a half. That is via ESPN Stats and Info. So Florida better be ready to start the game. No slow starts here. And better be ready coming into the locker room at halftime. Last one for the FSU offense. And, of course, we got to bring it up just because of Florida's third down defense. FSU is first in the ACC and sixth nationally in third down conversion percentage. First in the ACC, sixth nationally, third down conversion percentage. Mm. 51.4. And of course, that leads the way. Seminoles lead the nation with seven touchdown drives of 90-plus yards and second nationally with 15 touchdown drives of 80-plus yards this season. So seven touchdown drives of 90-plus yards. That's, they're leading the nation in that. Seven touchdown drives of 90-plus yards and second nationally, 15 touchdowns of 80-plus yards this season. That means they're converting third downs. That I said, all those, all that stuff goes together. If you're scoring on 80, 90 play drives, okay, there's some probably big plays in there, but you're also converting third downs. So Florida's third down defense certainly in concern from what we saw most of this season. All right, to wrap it up, let's move to the other side. FSU's defense and starting up front for Florida State's defense, of course. If you watch him, he stands out. Defensive end Jared Verse. Lead Florida State, 14 tackles for loss and seven and a half sacks. Leading the ACC in sacks per game, tackles for loss per game, and total tackles for loss. Going back earlier in the season after missing the previous game and a half due to injury, Verse had two and a half tackles for loss, one sack against Wake Forest. He played just 23 snaps against the Demon Deacons. Two and a half tackles for loss, one sack. He's 11th nationally in tackles for loss, one of three players in the ACC with three games of two and a half tackles for loss this season. Aside from the Louisville game when he left with injury, Verse has at least one tackle for loss in every game he has played. Against Louisiana, last week he had a seven-yard sack, one of FSU's four in a game, tying a season high against Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, LSU. In a breakout game against LSU, all three of Versus' tackles were behind the line of scrimmage. He had two sacks, two and a half tackles for loss, also blocked a field goal in that game. He was everywhere. He's been everywhere for Florida State this year. Big-time playmaker up front for the Seminoles. Uh, Patrick Payton leads AC, all ACC freshmen in sacks with four after his sack at Syracuse. Payton had a sack in back-to-back games against Boston College and Wake Forest. First of his career, set a career high with six tackles at NC State, including three tackles, his first career pass breakup on one series, had a forced fumble at Miami. That was also the first of his career. Ten-yard sack against the Hurricanes, so a young, young player there in Patrick Payton. Another guy to look out for and key in on for this Florida State defense. 
Tatum Bethune, Kalen DeLoach, that leads the linebacker core for Florida State. Tatum Bethune had a season-high 14 tackles at NC State, the most for Seminole this year. Ninth career double-digit tackle game, second at FSU. Ten at Louisville, one uh, transfer there. Had two and a half tackles for loss against the Wolfpack, tying a career high. Bethune set a career high with one and a half sacks against Georgia Tech. He leads FSU's linebacker with 65 tackles in a second on the team. That is Tatum Bethune. Also recovered a fumble at Louisville the first of his career. Kalen DeLoach, 52 tackles on the season. Season high seven against LSU, Louisville, and Boston College. Third on the team in tackles and sacks with three. Fourth in tackles, five and a half. Leads FSU with seven pass breakups, five quarterback hurries. So Kalen DeLoach, Tatum Bethune, linebackers there, playmakers for the Seminoles defense. So Florida State, first in the ACC, fourth in the country in pass defense, as I alluded to earlier. Holding opponents 155.4 yards per game through the air. They're also first in the ACC, fourth nationally, holding opponents to an average of 5.7 yards per attempt. And just don't give up a lot of big plays. And Florida's going to go in there with some young receivers. Beat up receivers if the experienced guys play. They have 14 takeaways this season. Season high, four at Miami. Two interceptions, two fumbles. It was the first time since 2020 against Duke they forced four takeaways in a game. Cornerback Greedy Vance Jr. is the only Seminole with multiple takeaways this year. Interceptions to get Boston College and in back-to-back games at Miami and Syracuse. Tied for third in the ACC with three interceptions this year. Safety Jamie Robinson leads FSU with 70 tackle, 76 tackles. Six last week versus Louisiana at team high. Tackle for a loss against the Raging Cajuns. Four tackles for loss on the year. Safety Jamie Robinson, one to look out for. 76 tackles this year. Ten tackles against Georgia Tech. Season high, 13 stops against Wake Forest. He was named ACC Defensive Back of the Week. Over the last four games for Florida State's defense, opponents have had 26 first-half drives. That has equaled out to 19 punts, four made field goals, one interception, one missed field goal, one turnover on downs. So talked about how they get off to fast starts on offense. Same way on defense. For the season, FSU's defense is holding opponents to an average of 128.8 yards of total offense in the first half. With an average of 56.3 rushing yards, 72.6 passing yards in the first half of games this season. They are outscoring its opponents 230 to 84 in the first half and have held eight opponents to three or fewer first half points. Saw the schedule earlier. Eight opponents to three or fewer first half points. Teams don't get off to good starts against them. Duquesne, LSU, Boston College, NC State, Georgia Tech, Miami, Syracuse, Louisiana. I know that's not a murderer's row. Now say one of my favorite phrases. You get credit for doing what you were supposed to do. And they are better this year than 
what we thought coming into this season. And a lot of these stats, there's a lot of stats out there to show just how good they have been. Doing what they're supposed to do, taking advantage. So all of this for Florida State's defense has, you know, come on lately. Has this, now, don't get me wrong, the schedule has eased up. But that was the same case for Florida, too, in November. And breaking this one down may have less to do with Florida State, and that's not a shot at them. As I just lauded them and gave you the stats to kind of prove how well they've been playing. But I'm talking about just to how Florida may play this game may have less to do with Florida State and just more because Florida's so beat up at receiver. And it may just make the game plan one-sided. Shorter, Pearsall, Henderson, Burke, all dealing with injuries. Could be out, doubtful, very limited from what I'm hearing at the time of this recording. Trying to, trying to get this one out a little bit earlier because of the holiday and the Friday game, so news on Wednesday evening should tell us more. And that really could just force Florida to run the ball, and that could be more of a blessing in disguise anyway. And look, that's may force Florida to run the ball no matter what FSU's done with their great pass defense. You know, Florida may just have to stick. May It may force Florida to stick with the run more. And we know Florida wins games this year when they can run the ball well. Now, what it may do, and what I hope it does, in translation with that is Billy Napier and his offensive staff may need to get more creative in their preparation for this game. It may force Anthony Richardson to run more, whether by design from the staff and or being more aggressive in the reads. We saw last week Florida just couldn't line up and run over somebody. Now, if they can do that this game, that'll help. But you also may have to get creative. So Florida's probably going to have to rely on you know going deep, deep on the depth chart at receiver versus one of the best pass defenses in the country. Jerry Verse will be ready to pounce on it if wide receivers can't get open and Anthony Richardson has to hold on to the ball or and or doesn't take off the run. You know, this probably has to be, hey, a, a lot of these passes, one read, two read, max, tuck it and run if need be. I mean, I'd like to see him do that more anyway. But with Jared Verse on the other side, I'm, not, I'm trying to limit his hits on the quarterback as much as possible. You know, Florida needs to run the ball to stay out of that situation. This offense has proven time and time again they have trouble getting in a third and manageable, and it relates to having a pretty bad third down offense. Can't get in the third and manageable. Can't convert third and long. Florida cannot live in third and long again in this game. Florida State, 22nd in the country in opponent third down conversion percentage. Only giving up 33.5%. Florida's only converting 39%. That's good for 57th in the country. Florida needs to be around 50%, I think, for a chance to win this game. You got to be close 50% on third down. You know, no matter what Florida State shows number-wise, Florida's just, they're going to have to commit to running the ball. Now, can Florida State's fast starts get you out of that? Possibly. But, you know, if you can go out there and run the ball, run the ball like we've seen many times this year, 
impose your will and then make this a late game where maybe you wear Florida State out a little bit, that, I think that's your path. You know, if, 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 if there's something out there Napier hasn't put much on film or, you know, in creating more for the run game, it needs to be unleashed versus Florida State. But it's, it's not going to matter if the offensive line gets manhandled like last week. You know, the physicality has to return on this Florida offensive line for any of this to work and even have a chance. One more before uh, I give the prediction here. Florida State is one of two teams in the country that rank in the top 20 in kickoff return average, punt return average, and punt return defense. FSU is ninth in the country and fourth in the ACC with an average of 24.77 yards per kickoff return, second in the conference and 18th in the nation, allowing of 3.56 yards per punt return, and third in the conference and 20th nationally with an average of 11.58 yards per punt return. They're not a great field goal kicking team. Pretty much advantage everywhere else for Florida State on special teams. We know Florida, Florida's issues there. Got to... You, you can't step on yourself on special teams in this game. I mean, Florida's going to have to go out there and play well in many phases. I mean, you go out there and play like you did last week in every phase of the game, you're, you're going to get blown out here in this game. Florida plays a good game, they certainly can be in this one. Florida plays a good game, they're going to be in this one. But how much is the good game going to be limited to possibly just having to rely on the run game? Now, uh, Caleb Douglas and, and Dejon Reynolds have done some nice things as, as young receivers. Can you count on this game to go out there and continue making plays for you? And we'll see. I mean, Justin Shorter may play. Henderson may play. Pearsall, we'll see. I'm not sure. There's a lot of questions in that experienced side of the receiver room. We'll see who's out there when Florida kicks off on Friday night. But given all this, I I don't see it here, guys, unfortunately. Look, I was torn before the loss of Vanderbilt um, because I like what Florida State's done recently. I probably would have picked Florida because of, you know, my whole what I do kind of 50-50. I'll go with the home team there. But last week, I put the damper on it. I cannot completely dismiss Florida losing to Vanderbilt and also comparing it to what FSU's done the last month. I can't, I can't dismiss it. I'm sorry. I just I can't do it. can't just throw it away that it was a bad day. It was a bad day, and I hope that's all it was. But this inconsistency for the Florida team has been there all year. I don't know what team we're getting. 37-27, Florida State, the pick. I know, kind of tough seeing this defense give up 37 points or projecting or predicting that. I mean, it can certainly happen. I see it happening. I hope they play those six quarters we saw versus Texas A&M and South Carolina. But this is one of the better offenses Florida's played all year long. Look, never going back, I never would have thought this was possible before the season even started. But, but here we are. <laughs> um, the Gators need to run, need to slow the game down. 
especially in the first half, until Ventrell Miller gets, comes back. And if he can keep it close at halftime and he comes back and maybe some kind of spark, maybe some kind of lift here for this defense, Florida State gets off to good starts. Florida's going to have to more than likely get off to a good start in both halves. You know, with limitations in, in, in the passing game for Florida and its history of winning the games this season because of running the ball well, I, I just don't think Florida gets enough on the ground to make up for it. And we, for the way the limitations I see at receiver and the passing game, you know, if you get that special Anthony Richardson and, and, and Etienne and Johnson goes crazy, you get around 200 yards, you can win this game. You're going to have to get something from the passing game when you get to 200 yards. I mean, I don't see some crazy 300-yard day on the ground. Not even sure I see the 200. That's partly the reason I have Florida losing here. 37-27, Florida State. And that would be a stinker way of the end the season there for the Gators. So, hope I'm wrong, of course. Definitely want you... I, I, I hope Friday night you're calling me out saying, yeah, yeah, you picked the FSU, didn't you? Well, just kind of the way I see it right now. But all right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. It should have been better to talk about here uh, a little bit, which I felt better about trying to pick a Gator victory here. Just, just don't see it. Just don't see it, guys. But that will do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. Hope you all have a good Thanksgiving. Travel safe. I'm the host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.